what's up everybody happy tuesday um i haven't talked to you guys i think sunday was when i did that little champions league europa league thing so i hope you know for the last couple of days that you guys have had a you know good sunday and monday i guess um yeah i'm gonna tell you something real quick right now i have a really really bad headache i don't know what's going on i've had a headache for like two or three days now um I don't know what it is. I don't know what's causing it, but it is, it's killing me. I've been upping my fluids and I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on, but my head is, it's pounding. And hopefully it's not because of Arsenal and Stuttgart and even the New England Patriots have been having a a rough time for the last week. Hopefully it's not that. It might be the stress of the holiday season. You know, my, my daughter was supposed to come, um, this weekend, this coming weekend, uh, she's in Germany, but now because of the damn, the new lockdown that they're doing and, you know, also the craziness, she's not coming for Christmas now, which sucks. So, you know, wife's upset. I, I think it is. I think it's like stress headaches. I really do. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, life goes on. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to jump into this. I don't know if this episode is going to be too long, um, but, you know, we'll just go with it. Oh. And, you know, I don't want to put anybody, anybody's business out there. Actually, you know, they put it out, so I can. Um, Louis from the Soccer Stupid Podcast, um, his, his wife and himself, they're dealing with, uh, you know, a little COVID issue. Um, not sure if he has tested positive or not, but I know his wife has. I hope you guys are doing better. Um, <laughs> you guys give up a, or picked a hell of a time to give up drinking. Because, you know, I think some vodka would probably definitely help with the whole COVID thing. At least, you know, one if you were able to do it. But, Louie, I hope you, your wife, and your kids, I hope you guys, uh, if you guys are listening, I hope that you uh, that you guys are doing well. Drink some water. Um, you didn't sound too bad on the show, last show you guys did. So, you know, you weren't coughing or anything. So, you know, hopefully you'll be able to maintain your uh, sense of taste and smell. Because I know that's one of the first things that goes so yeah, I just want to put that out there. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are uh, you guys are doing well. So um, you guys are in our thoughts. So just continue to drink water, and I think you'll be good. You guys are young enough that you guys should be good. So all right, I'm just gonna jump into this. Um, MLS season is officially done and dusted. Congratulations to the Columbus Crew. Um, I'm actually glad that the Seattle Sounders did not win it again. They got a great team. They always seem to be, you know, right there in the mix. You know, it's always Seattle, LA Galaxy. They're they're always right there, those two teams. Um, you know, congratulations to them. It was a weird season for everybody. Uh, I actually thought they, that uh, during the summer that the MLS, what was it, MLS's back tournament, I thought that was going to be it. I didn't realize they were planning on continuing the season. And if you think about it, yes, the MLS final was this past weekend, but they really only ended up extending the season like a month, so four weeks, which isn't bad because usually the MLS final is in November, MLS Cup final. So I think they did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, dealing with the COVID, coming back from, you know, a long break with COVID. Um, MLS did a they did a pretty good job and, you know, they were playing in their home stadiums. They didn't have to do like the NBA did, um, you know, and just kind of have a bubble. They just, uh, I think it would have been impossible for them to do a bubble anyway, but they did a good job. I don't know what their what their uh, COVID uh, like positive rates were. 
But, you know, the season was slightly abbreviated because I know Colorado didn't play all their games. And they, they went to that weird formula, like, like I'm stuttering, that formula like they did in some of the lower leagues in England where they did like a points per match kind of formula um, to figure out who was going to the playoffs. That's why if you look at the final standings, Colorado played less games, but they still uh, and they had like a weird amount of points, but they still made it to the playoffs even though some other teams that had more points than them and they completed more games didn't. Um, but all in all, I think the MLS did a really good job of finishing up their season. So, again, hats off to uh, Columbus Crew. I believe this is their first title. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to next season starting. I mean, it'll be it'll only be like three months, um, you know, before their next season starts because of, you know, the weather or whatever here in the U.S. We don't do like a traditional... August to May season, they do the March to November. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, MLS coming back in in March. Um, you know, and see how see how it is. You know, there's even some rumors that uh, Ozil might you know make the jump from Arsenal to uh, to the MLS. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, I do think that he's going to get back with the first team um, in Arsenal because Arsenal is. <laughs> They're terrible right now. I honestly think right now in my heart of hearts, I think that Stuttgart, not to take anything away from Stuttgart, I think that Stuttgart right now in a one-off could beat Arsenal. And I mean, they they just beat the brakes off of Dortmund this past weekend. Um, that was a rough transition from the MLS to talking about Stuttgart beating the brakes off somebody. But uh, Arsenal is doing terrible. Hopefully Ozil you know, will be back in the first team. Or if not, you know, maybe he'll be in the MLS. We'll see. But... I am looking forward to the MLS season starting, fresh start. Uh, maybe they'll have some fans in the stands when they start up in March. All right, on to Europe. Um, France, League One, match day 14. Uh, this past Friday, we had Saint Etienne and Angers play to a 0 0 draw. And then on Saturday, it was Marseille 2, Monaco 1, Lens 2, Montpellier 3. And then on Sunday, we had Nice 0, Rennes 1. Strasbourg and Metz played to a 2-2 draw. Lorient 3, Nem 0. Nantes and Dijon played to a 1-1 draw. Brest 2, Rem 1. Lille 2, Bordeaux 1. And Paris Saint-Germain 0. Lyon 1. They lost Neymar in that match. Um, it's not looking good. But, I mean, anything is possible. You know, they're still... You know, I mean, uh, most of these clubs aren't, or most of the leagues aren't doing like an extended winter break. I don't think France really even does that traditionally. Um, and Neymar, he's always seemed to bounce back from a lot of his injuries, so that's why I'm not really. Uh, he he's going to play in the Copa America next summer. That, that's all that really matters. Um, and I think PSG they'll be able to carry the slack. They're they're currently sitting in third in the league right now, but you know, there's a lot of a lot of matches left to play. But this is how the table is after match day 14. You got Lille on top, Lyon in second. Both of them have 29 points. PSG is in third with 26. Marseille is in fourth with 27, uh, but they've only played 12 matches. Montpellier is in fifth with 26 points. And then Monaco in sixth place with 23. Bottom of the table, Nem is in 18th with 11 points. Rem is in 19th with 10. And then bottom of the table, they've been there all season. Dijon in last with nine points. La Liga, uh, Friday, 
we had Real Valladolid 3, Osasuna 2. Saturday, Valencia and Athletic Club played to a 2-2 draw. Getafe 0, Sevilla 1. Huesca 1, Alaves 0. And then Real Madrid won the Madrid Derby. Real Madrid 2, Atletico Madrid 0. Uh, on Sunday, we had Real Sociedad and Ibar play to a 1-1 draw. Real Betis and Villarreal also a 1-1 draw. Elche 0, Granada 1. And then Barcelona beat Levante 1-0. And yesterday, we had Celta Vigo 4, Cadez 0. So La Liga table after 13 matches looks like this. Real Sociedad still on top, 26 points. Atletico Madrid is in second, also with 26 points, but they've only played 11 matches. Real Madrid's in third with 26 points, followed by Villarreal with 22. Uh, Sevilla is in fifth with 19 points. They've only played 11 matches. And then Granada's in sixth uh, with 18 points. They've only played 12 matches. Bottom of the table is uh, Levante, Huesca, and Osasuna, all with 11 points. Syria. Last Friday, Sassuolo 1, Benevento 0. Saturday, Cretone 4, Spezia 1. Torino 2, Udinese 3. And then Lazio in a surprise loss to Hellas Verona 2-1. Uh, Sunday, Caligari 1, Inter 3. Atalanta 3, Fiorentina 0. Roma put up 5 over Bologna 5-1. Napoli beat Sampdoria 2-1. Juventus on the back of Cristiano Ronaldo beat Genoa 3-1. And then AC Milan and Parma finishing a 2-2 draw. So the Serie A table, after 11 match days, we got AC Milan still on top with 27 points, followed by Inter with 24 points. Third place, Napoli with 23 points, followed by Juventus also with 23 points. In fifth place, Sassuolo with 22 Roma's in 6th with 21. Bottom of the table in 18th and 19th, we've got Torino and Genoa, both sitting on 16 points. And then in last place, Crotone with 5 points. So um, my matches that I will, eh, I'm not going to say I'm guaranteed to watch them, but I'll probably watch the majority of these matches. Um, we got Inter versus Napoli, and then Juventus versus Atalanta coming up. Um, moving on to the Premier League. Last Friday, we had Leeds 1, West Ham 2. Saturday, Wolves 0, Ashton Villa 1. Newcastle United 2, West Brom 1. The Manchester Derby was a dud 0-0. I guess that's good, you know, if you're a fan of either team. You know, they didn't really lose points, even though they did. But, you know, nobody lost. Ragging rights, I guess, are still there. Both teams aren't really doing great this season anyway. Um, me personally, I think that Man City is the better team, but I don't know. I guess for a neutral, it was, it was a good game, even though there's no goal scored. Um, Everton won, Chelsea 0. Uh, Sunday, Southampton 3, Sheffield United 0. Crystal Palace and Tottenham played to a 1-1 draw. Fulham and Liverpool also played to a 1-1 draw. Leicester City 3, Brighton and Hove Albion 0. And then... The terrible match of the week for me, Arsenal 0, Burnley 1. Now, after this match, first off, Grant Jaka, you know, he had issues last season, you know, with, you know, him, his captaincy and him just 
not living up to the standards and, you know, the, 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 the dressing room being all, I don't know, not supporting him. This dude <laughs> gets a red card. It, it, I'm just going to say it's time for him to move on. It, it, it literally is time for him to move on. It seems like Arteta is losing control of the team a little bit. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, now they're talking about Ozil getting back with the team. They've kind of shunned him this entire season. You know, maybe it's time to let Granit Xhaka move on. Maybe he can go back to Switzerland or something and then bring Ozil back into the fold. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from Burnley, but there's absolutely no reason for Arsenal to lose at home to Burnley. It should never happen. It should never, ever happen. And they just look terrible. Like, the team has just looked terrible. Not, not, this isn't like a, you know, something that's happened in the last two weeks. They've looked terrible all season. It's just that there's been games where they've been able to, you know, sneak something through or they get an early lead and are able to maintain it. But right now, they're not going to be competing in Europe next season. Um, Mike, uh, Mikel Arteta, he doesn't look like he's going to survive past February if the team continues to play the way that they are. And it's not that the talent's not there. It's got to be the coaching. You know, he came in, you know, won the FA Cup, but it's a whole new season now. So something's got to change. Either it's a lineup thing, it's a tactics thing, or it's a coaching thing. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say he's on the hot seat, but his butt's definitely not cold right now. So, yeah. It, I mean, it is what it is. All right. So here's how the table's looking uh, after match day 12. You got Tottenham and Liverpool sitting on top with 25 points. Leicester City's in third with 24. Southampton, surprisingly, is in fourth place with 23 points. Chelsea's in fifth with 22. And then West Ham's in sixth with 20 points. Bottom of the table, you got Fulham at 18th with eight points, followed by West Brom with six. And then Sheffield United, they're going to get relegated. One point after 12 games. Um, coming up this week, we got Liverpool versus Tottenham. Leicester City versus Everton. All right, uh, let's see. Eredivisie. I'm just going to go over the table for this. Um, I'm still trying to get my pronunciation of these teams down. Even though I've watched a lot of Eredivisie over the years, still can't really get some of the team names down. But uh, Eredivisie, after match day 12, you got Ajax on top with 30, followed by PSV Eindhoven with 27, Feyenoord's in third with 26, Vitesse's in fourth with 26 also. Groningen's in fifth with 23 points. And then FC20 is in sixth with 21 points. At the bottom of the table, in 16th, you got Willem the second with eight points. In 17th, you got Den Haag with seven. And bottom of the table, you got Emin with four points. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be with the Bundesliga next. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. You know, the amount of noises from trucks that I hear on my street is, it's really, really annoying. They're still building my neighborhood. You know, I still got a lot of houses that they're putting up over here, but I'm so tired of hearing these loud trucks and whatever else driving through here. Oh, it's pretty annoying. All right, moving on to the Bundesliga. Match day 11. Uh, Friday, we have Wolfsburg 2, Eintracht Frankfurt 1. 
Saturday we had Mainz 0, Cologne 1. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Hertha Berlin played duo 1-1 one, one draw. Leipzig 2, Werder Bremen 0. Freiburg 2, Armenia Bielefeld 0. And then Union Berlin, Union Berlin, or Union Berlin, um, 1, Bayern Munich 1. Great game, <laughs> giving teams a, a hard time. Um, but the, <laughs> the biggest match... Borussia Dortmund won, VFB Stuttgart five. I couldn't, I couldn't believe this. I think at halftime it was one one. Um, I, I might be misremembering, but you know I was like, okay, if Stuttgart can hold on and steal a point from Dortmund, I will call that a success. That that's my my expectations are so low. Like I've mentioned numerous times, forty points, forty points, forty points. That's what we're trying to get. And then to see Stuttgart put up five on you know arguably a top three team in the bundesliga keep in mind stuttgart is newly promoted um it was it was just great it was just great now uh giovanni reyna fellow american he plays on dortmund you know he had a really really solid goal great goal i mean he's been doing that and then he almost got a second one i mean he scored it it just barred took it away but uh that team is really good dortmund's a great team Stuttgart just, I don't know, they, I don't know, they managed to pull it through, I guess, Mats Hummels um, went, you know, and did, did an interview saying that they are trying to do stuff that the team is not capable of doing, talking about Dortmund, with these, you know, trying to fit balls through narrow passing lanes, and it just wasn't working, anyway, uh, Lucian Favre got fired from Dortmund, I think the next day after that match, I think on Sunday, uh, he was fired. Now, that that makes me, you know, my emotions are a little mixed about that because a, uh, Stuttgart put up five on him. You know, Dortmund is still a, a solid team. They're still sitting in fifth right now. Um, but also, I don't like the fact that I support a team that people believe that if you lose to that team, <laughs> you should lose their job. Or you should lose your job. I, I just think that's kind of crazy, but, uh, you know, I mean, whatever it is, it is what it is. Stuttgart won. Stuttgart got the three points on the road too, which is great. Um, and now Dortmund's looking for a new coach. Now this could help Stuttgart later because they're going to have to bring in a new coach and you know, their, their season may just be in shambles now. Um, and that might be able to help Stuttgart get in the top six. Who knows? I think I'm being a little, little too optimistic, but it was great to see Stuttgart play one of the big teams top teams in the league put up five on them on the road it was just great it was a great day you know i immediately i had to go like to the supermarket or whatever with pride wearing my stuttgart jersey which i do win lose or draw anyway but it was just great to be able to walk around wearing that because you know here in texas a lot of people only support the big teams you know i doubt that you will ever really see anybody walking around in stuttgart jersey uh, here in San Antonio, you see a lot of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Liverpool, like Chelsea, Man United. Um, but you'll never see anybody wearing a Stuttgart jersey, except me, of course, because I'm, you know, representing my, my second home. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great, great win. All right. Uh, Sunday, we had Augsburg and Schalke play to a 2-2 draw. Bayer Leverkusen 4, Hoffenheim 1. So the Bundesliga table after match day 11, you got Bayer Leverkusen on top with 25 points. Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig, both sitting at second and third respectively with 24 points. Fourth place, you got Wolfsburg with 21 points. 
Borussia Dortmund's in fifth with 19 points, followed by Union Berlin with 17. Stuttgart is sitting in seventh place currently with 17 points. 23 more, we get 40. Bottom of the table, you got Armenia Bielefeld in 16th with 7 points. Mainz is in 17th with 5 points. And then they've been sitting there all season. Schalke, last place, 4 points. So this week, we got uh, Eintracht Frankfurt hosting uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. And actually, you know, because it's Tuesday, that match already happened. But I'm not going to talk about it until next show. And Stuttgart versus Union Berlin. I'm also not going to talk about that match, even though I watched it today. I'll talk about that next week. All right. Um, so yesterday, uh, UEFA had the the draw for the knockout stages for both the uh, Champions League and the Europa League. So here's the results of that. We got uh, Sevilla will be playing Borussia Dortmund. It'll be Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. Barcelona versus Paris Saint-Germain. Atalanta versus Real Madrid, Porto versus Juventus, Lazio versus Bayern Munich, RB Leipzig versus Liverpool, and Borussia Mönchengladbach versus Man City. So some of those teams lucked out. I think Man City lucked out by getting Borussia Mönchengladbach. I think Juventus lucked out by getting Porto. But at the same time, I think Real Madrid may have gotten screwed by getting Atalanta. Atalanta has been surprising a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of teams. Um, I am looking forward to that RB Leipzig-Liverpool match. That should be interesting to say the least. Um, And over two legs, I think, I honestly think that that Leipzig has a chance to to knock out Liverpool, but we'll see. Um, All right, moving on to the Europa League. We got Young Boys. Uh, versus Bayer Leverkusen, Red Star Belgrade versus AC Milan, Dynamo Kiev versus Club Brugge, Red Bull Salzburg versus Villarreal, Krasnodar versus Dynamo Zagreb, Granada versus Napoli, Lille versus Ajax, Maccabi Tel Aviv versus Shakhtar Donetsk, Molda versus Hoffenheim, Olympiakos versus PSV Eindhoven, Wolfsburger AC versus Tottenham, Benfica versus Arsenal, Antwerp versus Rangers, Slavia Prague versus Leicester City, Sporting Braga versus Roma, and Real Sociedad versus Manchester United. So some of those matches are kind of, I don't know, they just won't really be easy to predict. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, that that Molde Hoffenheim match, who knows? Uh, Benfica Arsenal, the way Arsenal's been playing, I don't see them advancing uh let's see slavi or sporting braga versus roma that that actually might be a decent match man you got screwed by getting real sociedad i mean they easily could have gotten another team like tel aviv or molda or wolfsburger ac um but you know some of those matches will be good i think the next round will be better um than this first round but who knows I, i could be wrong We'll see. But like I said many times on the podcast that, uh, you know, the the group stage is definitely my favorite part of Champions League and Europa League. So. All right. Um, Lastly, so everybody knows there's no Ballon d'Or that's being awarded this year. So France football, instead of 
giving out the award, they decided they were going to come up with their all-time 11. And some of them are kind of crazy. Some of them, I think, are really good, but they left some players out. I understand, you know, they can only have 11, but um, I'm going to read these off to you. For goalkeeper, we've got Lev Yashin from the Soviet Union. He used to play for uh, Dynamo Moscow. He is easily considered one of the greatest goalkeepers of all time. Um, for the three defenders, we got Kafu from Brazil, uh, Franz Bachenbauer from West Germany, and then Paolo Maldini from Italy. I can't really argue with any of those. However, Philip Lahm and Danny Alves didn't get put in there. They, I mean, they only have four defenders. I mean, it is what it is, but I don't know. Some of those could have, in my opinion, Maldini was good and he played for one club his entire time. Beckenbauer, I, I don't know. I guess it's hard to to look at some of these, but I think Kafu, he was really, ugh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted. All right, for the midfielders, we got Pele. Can't leave Pele off of there. Then we got uh, Xavi. I don't know about Xavi there, but um, let's see. Luther Mathaus from West Germany. He was good. I, I don't really like him because he's, you know, obviously I spent a lot of time in Germany. He's always on TV. I think I see him as being a little cocky. I think that's why I have like a bias towards him. And I don't think he should be on the list, but that's just me. Uh, Diego Maradona. You can't really argue with that. Um, and then for the forwards, Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Ronaldo. I mean, I don't know. But some of the names that, that just jumped out to me that were left off, as soon as I saw the list, Thierry Henry, he's not on there. Danny Alves, I mentioned already. Philip Lahm, he didn't make it. Zinedine Zidane is not on this list anywhere. And then Iniesta. Where is Iniesta? I mean, you have Luther Mathaus, but you don't have Iniesta? I don't know. I think it's I think it's a it's a weird list. It's a controversial list. It's not my it wouldn't be my all time eleven. I mean they got a couple on there that probably well, I'll probably say a handful maybe that would be on there, but I don't know. To me it just seems like it was a it was a little bit off. What do you guys think? You guys hit me up, let me know. Um what you guys think about about that list and also about the draws for the Champions League and the Europa League. So um, with that, I'm going to end the show. My head is pounding. I'm going to go down some water, maybe take some Advil or something and, uh, you know, just settle down for the evening. So um, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys uh, have enjoyed the rest of your week. A lot of games on midweek. Uh, so a lot of games on today. Um, and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Wash your hands, wash your mask, take care of yourselves, drink water, and uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.